Thundergrunt. <laughs> Howdy, fellers. My dad says that, fellers. You know, I i don't know that I've ever been around anyone that says it unironically, mm-hmm. but I i feel like I grew up with people saying, Howdy, fellers, like that, like yeah. for as a joke, but I don't know if maybe... Maybe it wasn't a joke. Maybe somebody. I mean, I know for a fact that like my dad would have said, Howdy, fellers, and hes he, that's not his natural way mm-hmm. of saying fellers. Mm-hmm. Right. But I mean, I don't think any of these people would have walked in and said, Howdy, fellows. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, how else are you gonna say it, fellas? Right. I right, guess, right, fellas, fellas. Anyway, hey, 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 fellas, hey, you guys, welcome to another exciting episode of of uh, movie schmovie. Is that what this is called, Ronald? It is. Yeah, he's googling it to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I've already done that, and it is movie schmovie. You, it you is. are correct, John. Well, in that case, I'm John. I'm Ron. I'm Steve, and this is what episode number? I think this is 156. It is. We're, we're, we're. And, and as Rana was about to say, we're getting up there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just, just wait for it in every episode. Yeah. Like it's just like clock. We're like it's one more higher. Yeah, it's one it's more crazy. higher. Mm-hmm. We, we were at one at one time. We mm-hmm. did start at one. <laughs> yeah. How crazy! No, would we it? actually came out with episode three, and then mm-hmm. we went backwards. How crazy would it be if we started like ten? We should have. It just acted. Everybody like, would be like, "What the hell? What the How do I get one through nine? Right. In a weird way, that would make sense. Yeah. If it was like we're starting with ten, but trust us, you folks didn't have to hear episode one right. through nine. We got the kinks out, you know. Would you right, watch true. a movie that said it was part two and you like, mean like f- you mean like Star Wars? <laughs> like no, like with no prequels or nothing. No. Well, when it came out, brand, there was nothing. Well, what's new. odd is though, I, it wasn't. I don't think it said episode four oh, okay. and you hope at the beginning until I think. Oh, uh, was that added later? I believe A New Maybe Hope was added. No, was added later. I don't know. Okay, but anyway, yes, it, I, I do think very at a very early age, I knew that that was not supposedly the beginning of the story. So that's right. true. So yeah, but so yeah, I, I'd probably watch something. Yeah. without knowing, and I, mil- that would just intrigue me. And millions did. Yeah, watch Star it sounded seems so. I've, I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I know what you mean, Ronald. Like if someone put out a movie that and it was called something like, you know. Uh, uh, and all the names I'm thinking of are real movie names. I thought of <laughs> License <Let's> to Drive. <laughs> and then I thought, no, License to Kill. Oh, damn it. But if it was called like, let's, hey, let's go, part two. You know, I'd, I'd go see that if, yeah, it, if, if it had enough of a spin on it. If, yeah. it, if it was going to feel like, if it was actually going to feel like a sequel to a movie I didn't yeah. see. That's actually kind of an interesting That would be really cool. Experiment. If it had like, like showed flashbacks like it was like a previous movie. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would fucking love that. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately when you said that, I was thinking of, I don't, I've never seen the movie, but I just recall a movie called Leonard Part Six. Yes. And I was like, I, I don't, it didn't, I was like, I, I wasn't interested enough to watch that. Maybe that's, maybe so I don't, I, I don't do it unless I started Part One. Right. Like, where was one through five? Have you, either of you seen that movie? I, I It's a Bill Cosby. A Cosby, yeah. yeah. It, well, so it's a. It's like a spoof, right? It's like a spoof of sort of a, sort of a, like almost like a get smart kind yeah. of character. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But it was a vehicle for for Bill Cosby. One of those few like into the late eighties or into the nineties Bill Cosby vehicles, like Ghost Dad, Ghost Dad. Part One, Part One. That to was be, just Part to be One. Clear, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I, I, I was all in on that. I think Leonard Part Six. I, I guess that name was enough of a gag at the time that you were to understand this was a character who had yeah. had other adventures. But I don't remember much about it. I don't remember. That was not one that I saw, except in passing. Do you remember much about Leonard Part Six? 
No. No, I remember the name. I never. I feel like an ostrich is involved <laughs> at some point. Like at some point, there's an ostrich running around, or he's riding. I think when an you ostrich. get to part six, you, you is that earn when that he's ostrich. waving around the weenie? That's that that one. No, that's just what he does in his per- in his private <laughs> life. <laughs> It's like a clip of him reading yeah. But you're talking about some allegations, Ronald, that I'm not sure. This is alleged, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what he does after you have a drink with him. But uh, no. He allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. But we're allegedly times 50. We're pretty, we're right. pretty We're feeling pretty good about these allegations. Yeah. Not good about them. Yeah. That was the wrong word. But... <laughs> Yeah, if you if you if you make feeling pretty strong yeah. about these, if you make ten rap songs, you are a rapist. Yeah, right. Therefore, if you, <laughs> you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I see where you're going with this. It's complete logic. It works right. out. Yeah. So, so what are we doing this episode? This is like this is our our. This is a ketchup, tried and true, ketchup, ketchup, kind yeah. of. Uh, it's a grab bag. Actually, mm-hmm. I do have a few questions that people have asked us on the on the old Facebook. Oh, nice. Some leftover from last time, and a couple that are our fourth occasional fourth chair. Occasional fourth chair. Lauren has oh, okay. left. She was the only person that asked any questions today, so I guess we've got three from Lauren. If if we want to go that, she route. got three questions. She got three in. Yeah. Wow. But most dude. of the people who we didn't get last time, like after we stopped recording. We got a few questions last time we recorded, and those people all left two or three questions, too. So there's a batch oh. of questions that actually I thought it might be nice to start with some of these questions because they allow me to get into topics that I thought it might be good to talk about. What do you think, fellers? I'm down. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. like a cool like, like mail call sound effect you can throw in we there. You can throw something in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. You yeah, the... yeah. Yeah, like sending mail. Yeah. Why do I want to hear like a submarine sinking noise? Something that has nothing to do with mail. <laughs> that works, too. That, that um, movie schmovie mail can I, call. Can I play the message that comes up when um sure. when I get a message? Oh, Let's absolutely. It. Do it. Uh, fuck it. To the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> that's, that's what. That's when you get when mail. I get mail. When I get like a VIP message, take them to the bottom of the ocean. Where'd nice. you get that from? Uh, Dave Chappelle. Oh, okay. It was about. It was about. Uh, it was a funny joke about. Um, Bin Laden, about how he didn't believe that he was he was dead. He thought that he would come back like Godzilla. <laughs> he, thought was, he thought that they had to take him to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> Is that from some of, some of his recent? Yeah, setup? like the the weird stuff that's been kind of surfacing on the internet that um. has caused him to kind of make that. You you know what that technology that he's he's kind of championing. So you come into the venue, you have like a case, mm-hmm. you put your phone in it. And it locks it if it comes within a certain proximity. Once you leave the venue, it unlocks. You can take your phone out. Wow. Yeah, it's genius. It's genius. So you can't use your phone during the performance. It locks it once you come into the venue. Once you pass the threshold of the the actual event, Mm -hmm. unlocks. You give it back to the person that's taking the sleeves. They can go home. It's really cool. (laughs) I never thought of that. (laughs) Whoever's doing that. Needs to do that for all venues. I don't think that phones should be involved. What if you're using your phone in your set, though? Like, what if you're up there and you've got your notes on your phone or something like that? Well, that's that's tragic. (laughs) (laughs) That's just tragic. Because I do do that What if you want to set your phone down on the stool and kind of eyeball it or whatever? Or record or whatever, yeah. I think it doesn't doesn't, uh, count for comics, I don't think. Um, I did a show at a school uh, the other day. It was paid. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, Gouch. So money was involved? Money was involved. Actual cash. Yes. Money wow. exchanged yes. hands. I've been paid at this point enough to consider myself uh, maybe not a paid comic per se, but enough to feel like, man, I could do this. I think that is one of those technicalities is that it doesn't have to be a grand thing that you can keep repeating. If you yeah. can say you've, you've been paid to do this, then you are now a... People are very a, weird about that. You're now semi-pro, yeah. Ronald. I, I, yeah, thank you. <laughs> There's a guy that was like very adamant about that. He's just like, you you can't say you're a comic unless you get paid. I was like, man, that's that's harsh. Like, yeah, that's that's really harsh. So by that uh, metric, we are not podcasters. We're not podcasters. <laughs> At some point, we may be. I'm I think s- technically, you're not a podcaster if you get paid. I think that's the way that that works. You, Somehow you, you're something you've else. You've sold your soul. Yeah, you've become why well, well, you've become a broadcaster, of broadcast. sir or ma'am. Yeah. I don't want to become. Can we promise something to each other? That if this does happen, if this does get bigger, yeah. that we won't be those people that are like, I mean, and I, and I love it. I, I, I just don't want to do it for everything where you're like, I got kicked in the balls. Speaking of balls, <laughs> so I guess it's been brought to you by, you know what I mean? The sex toy place. You know, it would be fun to have sponsors. And I can imagine we would we would try to work them in in some I just don't want to put a like ton that. of them in there. Right. No. No. I, I you hear know? you. I hear you. I don't mind doing it on occasion, but sometimes I listen to podcasts and it feels like I'm being bombarded with with just ads. Honestly, man, I'm so thankful for like the skip ahead 15 second button on yes. the players. Yeah. Because sometimes, especially when you actually listen to a podcast regularly, you know what all of the... Yeah. It sounds so bad to say that because, I mean, that's really uh, how podcasts survive like that are right. really at that level. Well, the ones that I like are the ones where they'll <laughs> do something a little different every time. Like on Comedy Bang Bang or something, he does ads, but... Yeah. It, sometimes he'll have... You'll hear people chiming in in the background or he'll have somebody pop in it's like it's just unpredictable enough that you might chuckle at the ad but in general yes i still even then within that i get really sick of hearing the same sponsors over and over again on all these podcasts yeah just the just just the script you know going in and out of those little spots it just kind of gets me a little bit yeah no i know that the uh that the casper is it casper or lisa uh, mattresses that Casper. has just the right yeah. sink and just the right bounce. Yeah. And once you hear the third or fourth person say the same phrase, you're like, okay. I've been yeah. hearing like the Viceland one lately. I don't hear that one. Viceland. It's a very new network that has taken a place of History Channel. And they're like, you know what? You know which one you'd like? Fuck, that's delicious. Starring Action Bronson, which is a great web series. You guys should watch it. Okay. It's really good. There's a rapper, Action Bronson, that travels around the country. I've heard of it, yeah. Around the world, just eating good food. He's a chef. He was a chef that broke his leg in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And uh, he started rapping after that and got pretty famous. And mm. now he's rapping and tour while he tours he goes to these amazing places and eats delicious food i like to picture that he broke his leg and immediately started rapping about it like the (laughs) moment instantly that it's like a transformation (laughs) what the fuck happened to my leg (laughs) (laughs) just Just immediately right just poured out of it he just put out a mixtape and that was the the fuck broke my leg (laughs) well let's get to some of these questions absolutely um the first batch of questions are from nick previs who is a, a friend of the show who actually I don't know why I almost choked on that. (laughs) Did we discuss this, whether we can say someone's a friend of the show if they're a friend of ours and and we're on the show? Sure. In that sense, Nick is a friend of the show. Um, But Nick asked us uh, some silly questions, but some questions that are actually going to throw us back to some stuff that we didn't get a chance to talk about on the podcast yet. Okay. Uh, The first question is, is Chewbacca as cuddly in real life as he is in the movies? I don't know if you have a gut feeling about that. I would say yes. I'll go with yes. Yeah. It, based on the idea that he's not 100% cuddly in the movies. You'd still have to kind of catch him on a good day. What do you think about Chewbacca? Do you think he, he's a good hugger? I think so. 
I think that when he goes into battle, though, that that stuff gets kind of, you know, like clumps of, you know. Clumps up? Yeah. yeah. He just, he, you know, he has some blood on him, man. He's, he, he needs th- to kind of maybe decompress yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, decompress. And... What I do remember in, in The Force Awakens seeing that after the fight when he was wounded, the um, the nurse that was tending to him was kind of treating him like a little kid. Did you catch yeah, that? The yeah, way yeah. it's like she was going, "Oh, that sounds sick. That sounds scary. You're bra- you're very, very brave. brave." And it's like you get the sense that maybe Chewbacca has like a a, a dog or a childlike sensibility that, to him. That when he's talking, he's saying like, "You won't believe what they were doing. <laughs> they were shooting at me." That makes me feel very sad, though. Either that, or he was he's just like the man, and yeah. she's like already in love with him. Yeah, yeah. right. You're like, well, she oh, seemed to be kind of condescending boy. almost. Like, oh yeah, you're very brave. Like, you know. But that, I don't know which. I, th- I guess I think it's funnier if he's a little bit of. Like, like he would come home and be like, you won't, you know, because a dog will do that. A <laughs> yeah. dog will be like, a little bit, like, you know. I like that. Yeah. You like that? <laughs> okay, so Chewbacca. Generally, we think he's probably Pretty as cuddly. cuddly. Yeah, cuddly. Uh, yeah. Same question about Kylo Ren. You think he's as cuddly in real life as he seems to be in the films? Uh, pr- <laughs> prior to him being corrupted by the dark side, I feel like he might have been a really cool kid. There were a lot of memes going around yes. of young Kylo Ren that were very, like, they, as, as silly as those kind of things can be. Some of that notion of just picturing the relationships that we didn't get to see. Yeah. It was kind of funny to picture Adam Driver being himself, <laughs> you know, like, even when he was, even before yeah. he turned bad, that he was still probably kind of a, a dick. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Young Kylo Ren, maybe. But old Kylo Ren. I think he's the also... exact guy that I would be trying to avoid talking to at a party, you know? Yeah. I feel like he may have been like that forever, though. You think yeah. so? You I don't think know. Like, even dick. when he was, even when he was like, you know, being guided to the to the to the positive side of things. I, I don't know. I kind of feel like he probably dick. still had like a little bit of a chip. Flipping on his shoulder, things right? over. Yeah, and... like kind of a little little sissy. I don't yeah, know, maybe. I mean, your dad's Han Solo, so yeah, he seems kind of like a ball kicker. To... He seems like, like what? He seems a ball like a kicker. ball kicker. It's just like I mean, that's, and then that's... To go route to go, yeah. yeah. You know, gotta do what you get a gotta response. Do. How come they don't do that in Star Wars movies? It's like uh, 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 just a ball kick and then run. I don't know. I guess <laughs> they don't change the tone of the movie. <laughs> we don't know for sure. How, see, we don't know for sure because this is a galaxy yeah. far, far away, a long time ago. We don't know that they have balls. We we haven't seen oh, them reproduce. Yeah. What if when Han and Leia, mm. we've never seen people actually have sex in Star Wars yet? So yeah, that's true. So man. it could be that their balls are like. Out here on their hips or something, or maybe like located in a cavity yeah. on their chest. Their that would be crazy. We know we've seen shirtless people, so we know they don't have balls hanging from yeah. a cavity in their chest. Doesn't but. mean that's that's not on the lower part of their back. That's that's right. Yeah, it's like right above their ass. Well, we saw we saw <laughs> Luke are like above. We the saw anus. Luke wearing like basically underwear. <laughs> they cover the anus in, yeah. in, in Empire Strikes Back when he's in the healing tube thing. You remember so, that part vividly? It well, I'm just saying it's like so he could have balls on his butt cheeks or <laughs> he, something he, like that. He likely does. <laughs> he could. Now, anytime I see someone in a movie wearing underwear, I always make a mental note: they could have balls on their butt cheeks. Because if you think about girl. it, you never quite see anybody really sitting down in Star Wars. Well, you do, but you, they could be like hunched yeah, down. They, we don't know yeah, what, they if the chairs really have little pockets in them that accommodate Just that. the people that are like in the manning the stations. That's it. <laughs> Nobody really sits. Yeah, so right. Sitting on... So I think we answered that question. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the next question, also from Nick Pruvis, and this is something that I think is... Nick uh, is just rocking it. Well, he hit us with four in one message. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> but uh, he... he he asked this question, which is Oscar-related, ah. so we didn't get a chance to talk about the Oscars because okay. we've been away sure. since then. Sure. But it's also related to some other issues that I thought we might get cool. a chance to talk about. But his question was, what are your thoughts on the... Well, I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll go back. His second question about the Oscars was, when Mad Max Fury Road sweeps the Oscars, how will you react? 
So I can tell you how we did react when it swept a lot of the awards it got. So he he knew that this was going to happen. He said when it sweeped. Maybe he was hoping for some of the bigger awards. Well, uh, it won a bunch of stuff. It though. won a bu- It swept a lot of those awards that might otherwise have gone to some of these other films that you know like they get a, they get noticed for their effects like Star yeah. Wars or something like that right. but i think that what the awards that Mad Max got really tell me is a i love uh i love below the line australian filmmakers yeah. and what they wear to a ceremony Absolutely. i, I, I don't thought those people fuck. were they were also like yeah. legit and they didn't seem like hollywood phonies super authentic um it reminds me of when you were learning about the the first lord of the rings trilogy and you started seeing these new zealand like effects yeah. guys and camera people and stuff they they had a same kind of earthiness to them that was just different from the usual hollywood it's not hollywood yeah um but uh, so i liked that i liked seeing that it got appreciated for the exact areas that it was like indisputably that film had a technical achievement aspect to it that sure. especially now somebody just put out a reel on uh, that i saw online just yesterday that was like a lot of the the actual car stunts that you know the unaided unassisted footage amazing. and it's just unbelievable that yeah. they were able to get what it's they amazing. got without killing anybody yeah so yeah, I, I would say I was I was extremely happy about Mad Max's performance at the Oscars. Yeah, it, it was like a good, it was a great thing, but at the same moment, like we, I remember, like kind of I don't know if it was me that said it or one of us. It's just like it's the realization though that you you sort of see that it gets relegated to those exactly yeah. technically, you know, like which are really big achievements. And like you said, John, like it's it's in the you know you can't dispute it. Like it should have won those mm-hmm. in my in our opinions, I think, and obviously the Academies. But it's just, it's it just started to feel though. When you started seeing some of the other categories coming up, like more of the, I guess, the prestige categories and, you know, nominated for so many, but not really um, acknowledged, you know, or winning any of them. It just becomes that movie that wins uh, all the technical categories and, you know, other films take some of these other, you know, like the ones that will show up on like a a Blu-ray cover, Mm -hmm. you know, best actor, best picture, best director, you know, things like that. And I... And in some of those categories, I mean, somebody could make a strong argument that this movie should have had a really good chance at some of those categories that it was nominated for. But, I mean, it's a rare thing that it happens, you know. Yeah. There's been only a few films that really kind of cross over from one to the next. But I think you're pretty straight on. Like, I I, I kind of, in my ballot that I had, I picked a lot of, I, I think I picked Mad Max for a couple that I didn't get in addition. But, um, yeah, I don't know. You kind of, like, saw that coming a little bit just because... It's just such an achievement, you know? Like yeah. I just remember talking about like our best of the year episode and just like thinking about how um impressed you I was. I mean I know we talked about it before yeah. then, but just how impressed I was by that movie. Um it's and when movie. you really kinda of dissect it, it is a lot of those technical elements that you just like yeah. how how'd that happen? Right. Well or I mean I felt that, that- the Oscars this year, as you know, whatever stock you put in the awards, anyway, right. they did a good job of spreading the major awards out amongst what you might consider to be deserving films. Yeah. So in that sense, I was happy that Mad Max got as you oh, couldn't sure. watch that. You couldn't watch that telecast and not think, oh, Mad Max was a major film this year. You know what I mean? Even if it didn't that's get a great thing. Yeah, you're those other things. Right. But you're right that the Star Wars is the Lord of the Rings, the Raiders of the Lost Ark, whatever. They do tend to get the more technical awards, and that that is a little bit of a slap in the face maybe to the filmmaking involved but i don't know that you're ever going to break that that sense that the oscars are supposed to reward uh, more serious fare yeah. than well that. there's yeah. a there's a formula mm-hmm. and that that that's unfortunate it's it's unfortunate that that there's a very fixed formula that it has to look sound be a certain subject matter for people to take it seriously and anything outside of it is not taken quite as seriously but the the problem is nobody's going to watch carol 
you know, every year with a group of friends. I couldn't mm-hmm. agree more. People are going to watch Mad Max for the rest of their lives. You know what I mean? Like, these are the movies. Like, you can shit on Fast and the Furious all you want, but these are cult. Cla- these are movies. Not even that- cult. They're, they're just classics. Yeah, they're just classics. To two people. Yeah. Like, to movie going public. These are, these are movies that people are going to watch, and I think that there has to be some intersection between sort of popcorn movies and sort of the the high standards that they have and 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 it, forget a, people are going to forget about some of these movies yeah. that's the issue that's the issue like now revenant that that, that, that always happens i mean you're now, you're absolutely right the, I mean, obviously movies like the revenant and um you know there's a couple others like spotlight will probably be you know and people's like oh god that movie was nuts and beasts of the southern wild i mean Beast of No Nation, yeah. sorry. But, like, you, you know those other movies that are going to fall through the cracks, and you won't remember it until it comes up one more time, and yeah. they mention, oh, this person's been in that movie a couple years ago. I think it's it's a little dismissive of the quality of some of those movies that aren't considered Oscar bait. Well, as someone who doesn't doesn't really care about the Oscars... Yeah. per se and I don't, like other things we use like i talk a lot about i think we all do kind of we use different different scales mm-hmm. like we'll talk about box office even though we know box office isn't the the real measure of anything and we no, talk about not. the oscars <clears throat> i don't care about the oscars generally but when i'm watching the show and a performance that i thought was really great or an act and a movie that i thought was really great or a script i thought was really great starts to get recognized and you hear its name get read in that same tone in front of all these people and you get this little flutter in your heart thinking yeah. like oh man something really awesome is about to get recognized alongside these giant films and kind of what you were just saying now it's always going to be mentioned in the same sentence as the greats and then when they it goes to whatever the obvious candidate was or you know whatever the you know what i mean the, it, a lot of times you get excited and then you realize oh this person this film this script was never yeah. going to win against whatever else right but it it is. I mean, it's an honor just to be nominated. <laughs> but uh, beyond that, it's like you do realize at that moment that that's what the Oscar. Like for whatever reason, the Oscars have this this status to them that yeah. you could imagine not caring, hating, thinking it was stupid, right. and still when your name was on that list, going, "Holy shit! What am yeah. I going to say? What am I going to wear?" Yeah, it's like it's like when people say, "I don't, I don't need a Grammy," but then when somebody gets a Grammy, it's a huge fucking deal. Well, it's any yeah. kind of acknowledgement. Yeah, it's any acknowledgement because any everybody says like, "I'm not doing." Doing this work that I love to like to get that thing, yeah, yeah. you know, like I'm not putting this effort in, you know, in this film or like at your day job or on this album or whatever it is. Like I, my ultimate goal is not to win an Oscar or yeah. not to win a Grammy. But I mean, who doesn't just get completely? Who doesn't bask in the idea of like being recognized on like the biggest stage yeah. that your industry offers? You know, outside of like a box office receipt. Yeah. But I mean that—that's just what it is. I mean, I just think that it is—it is, you know, super cliche. Like, just to be nominated is such a huge thing. It really is. Like, it's well, crazy. because you know that in terms of Hollywood studio yeah. casting, whatever, it's a, it's a your name's now on a list yeah. that yeah. it wasn't on before. Exactly. It changes and the it, game, and yeah. it opens doors, and it, you know, it—it it, it can change people's careers. It can yeah. change a genre's career. Mm-hmm. I mean, a genre's longevity. It can change, you know, a filmmaker's career. Um, or it can revive somebody's career that's already yeah. had a, a a moment, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just like that kind of thing where you know it is a weird intersection, like you were saying, Ronald, of you know where is that like popcorn box office movie that is also um, 
you know, like the Oscar bait movie. They're, they they don't have to be mutually exclusive, but I mean, more often than not, they are. Yeah, they and are. there are a few examples of ones that kind of crossed over. Or it's and, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, you know what it took? It took three years in a row of Lord of, Lord the, of the Rings, Rings. Exactly. for Return what, of the King to say. get the nod. Yeah. But I mean, that's what I was thinking too this whole time. Yeah. But it's like it was beca- it was only because it was yeah one it, two three and it's it was an like, achievement you yeah. know and yeah. it's a massive achievement and like you know that. You can't, I don't know, maybe you can, but like, you know, in Academy, I would imagine that you just can't ignore that kind of thing for that long. Yeah. Right. You know, um, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's something I'm always like super jazzed to watch. And like, I, I really, I don't know that I put a lot of stock in it, but I mean, like, especially if there are films I'm rooting for or, or performances I'm rooting for, or certain, you know, categories that I'm rooting for throughout the year, when I see something, I'm like, oh man, I hope that gets recognized yeah. for something. At the end of the day, you know, it, it matters more to most of these filmmakers or these performers if, like, people connect to their movie than if they win an Oscar. At, at the yeah. end of the night, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would like to think that as somebody who's created something in life, it's like, you could give me an award for something, but that doesn't mean anybody connected to it or that wasn't, yeah. you know, they had a, you know, something affected them or, like, they enjoyed it or they cried. Like, I'm sure, you know, on an artist tree level like it that kind of thing is like the ultimate yeah. but it's just like chicken in the egg like this kind of thing this stage can open that door to let these artists create that next thing yeah that is the thing that changes somebody's life or mm-hmm. you know brings light on a topic that needs it i don't know Definitely. you know not to sound too deep but well it's speaking true, of I which think. speaking of which this uh, this year's oscars was sort of surrounded by a lot of controversy and this yeah. is related to nick's last question for oh, us okay. which was uh what are your thoughts on the oscar boycott this this year felt like a kill switch in the way that like it was so derivative of anything that's happened in the last couple of years oscar wise that i think it was like a forcing the hand of the committee of the general public to kind of reevaluate the way things are done and i think it was done mess it was it was messy and it wasn't the best it wasn't the funniest but it was something very extreme that was done to demonstrate that this cannot happen again in the same way that it keeps happening. It's like suddenly people are talking about something that has been kind of slightly pushed yeah. to the side or pushed under the rug, or we've always gone, yeah, but well, that's yeah. just the way it is. Like, this was the first year that it kind of seemed like... Yeah, this, there, this has to happen. There was a critical mass happening, though, don't you think, like, across our culture? Yeah. A certain awareness? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that the fact that, pra- that phrases like white privilege and things like that are yeah. now part of everyone's vocabulary. It seems like it was a natural progression yeah. from what was yeah. going on in the culture that it really looked bad. Yeah. And then you had little things like the one the one major nomination for Creed, which was a very well-received film, was for a white established actor. Right. Little things like that really did it's pile up stuff, this man. year. It's like, I, I think we all hate the idea of like a quota, but it's like clearly somewhere down the line there's decisions being made that are... That, that that just yeah. ha- that just don't reflect the way people feel yeah, about even yeah. even the way the average moviegoer feels about the movies they yeah. want to go see. It seems that the Academy is is out of touch with that. It's it's huge. despite some of the things we were just talking about about them nominating some interesting films. Yeah, it still feels like there's some stuff that's died in the wool. And I, I go back to this. I know I feel like I'm such a pragmatist about things, but I'm surprised there aren't more token nominations i know that sounds bad but i'm just saying just for the optics i'm surprised there aren't more people saying you know yeah. what hey let's nominate someone who's not white for one of these major acting awards right. just so we don't look racist and i know that that's like an unhealthy oh, thing and not even but i feel stuff. i'm always surprised when people don't even cover their ass what they're not even phony about they're, being, they're like they're, they're probably not even like i think they're just so disillusioned to yeah. what the problem mm-hmm. really is it's just like they don't even well think everyone about that, that everyone that talked michael kane uh what's her name um 
Charlotte Rampling. Yeah. Everybody said some weird thing like, well, maybe there were no deserving black actors this year. Yeah. And what's also funny about that is when we talk about diversity, we talk about, like, let's open the door for some black actors. We're not even talking about Asian, yeah. Latino. Yeah. It goes on. It's like, it's such a crazy, myopic culture that we've been yeah. we've been all just reveling in and it's like suddenly to realize you can hit a kill switch you can put the brakes on yeah i think chris rock was in the right spot to sort of make it funny and entertaining but also bring some of those things up and and not leave them alone but even yeah. within that i don't know that the oscars are where this is going to happen it's right. got to happen in those in those upper echelons yeah. of who's making these casting decisions who's making the decision to green light a film and yeah. so forth i can't watch another oscars like that again what do you mean I can't watch another one that's so heavy-handed yeah. about it. And no, that, just like every yeah, five yeah. seconds, like they're talking about right. it. Right, but but that's that's what I did, think. Did they overcompensate a little bit? I do you think, think so, Definitely. and I think that was the point of it. I think that there has to like this. This felt forced, and I'm, it's, it, it's almost like you watch them squirm. You know, yeah. like like something happens justly, and then you just like watch the problem. <laughs> Just like it's just in a corner, yeah. you know. It's like it's like you corner it, and it's just like look how awkward it is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were talking about that. Like it, it felt that way through the majority of the, yeah. of the awards show. This seems to be like 2015 was a weird year for everything. It's it's like the year of discovery for white America, and that was very weird for me and everybody. Mm-hmm. Like oh. People are getting beat up by the police. Oh, <laughs> people are getting shot by the. Oh, there aren't black people in movies. Oh, it's it's in and I. It's not everybody's fault. Yeah, that's the problem. because yeah. there has to be some some light shining on this stuff to let people know that this is a thing. Now what though? Right. You know what are you gonna do now? Like there can't be. I cannot watch another year of the Oscars. No, like no, that. the end of the Oscars with fight the power. Everything's fixed now, Ronald. Yeah. <laughs> We can all go on a better business. Yeah, what a great song to start it and right. end it with. Right. I mean, so uh, did how did you guys think Chris Rock did? I like Chris Rock. I don't know about... It felt like... I don't know if you ever watched a Chris Rock show mm-hmm. on HBO. Yeah. It felt like that. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. It was very consistent. Thing, yeah. It's like super weird. He had an agenda. The mm-hmm. Compton thing was weird. I don't know how I felt about that when they went to the Compton movie theater. Oh, I thought, right, I thought right. that was That didn't feel weird. balanced enough. Yeah. yeah. It felt like they picked... I didn't quite know what the point of that segment was, you know? Right. I mean, it seems like a. I feel like throughout, I thought I thought he rose to the occasion really well, given yeah, that too. there were so many eyes on him, and this was so racially charged, and he had to make some comment about this stuff. Right. So in the opening stretch, I thought he handled it really well. I did think as the show went on, and they kept coming back to it, I was just like, yeah, somebody somewhere thought that. I mean, like, to one side of me thought this is Chris Rock holding the the feet to the fire in the sense mm-hmm. of saying this is the show we're going to put on. But the other side of me thought, yeah, there's, it feels like everyone's walking away going, we can pat ourselves on the back for, for la-. like, Hollywood got to, well, we, we laughed at ourselves. We learned a lot tonight, folks. You know, like, yeah. I don't know that anything really happened. I think that that is still a lot of pomp and circumstance. And maybe it goes to the kind of meaninglessness of the awards anyway, is that it's really, it <clears throat> seems like it's a flashpoint, but it's really not going to be a very significant flashpoint in our culture compared to everything else that you're talking about that's going on. This kind of awakening that people yeah, have to the fact that there's an imbalance. Yeah, it's it's interesting. So, 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 so this last week we also had the, the Zoe Saldana situation oh with God. Nina Simone. I mean, yeah. I feel like now it's every week or two there's a story, <laughs> though. It's always that, something, man. That, like, but I mean, it's like now we're seeing more and more that it's like there's these decisions, these boneheaded moves. I mean, everything from the whitewash casting in Gods of Egypt to Nina Simone, like getting Zoe Saldana, who is mixed race, yeah. to play Nina Simone in essentially like 
blackface for blackface. blackface. It's so weird to put blackface a on, a, on, a, on a black person. It's yeah. like, it's so... It's crazy, man. It's like, that's so offensive. Like, how long... <laughs> so, so how much do we blame Zoe Saldana? How much do we blame the producers? How much do we... Like, what's going on there? Like, how, how did that... How did that decision get made? Because people are now posting all these pictures of this person should have gotten it. This person yeah. should have gotten it. I don't know. That doesn't... I don't find much juice in that. But I do think it's strange. I mean, we've I've talked about how much I don't like bad makeup anyway. Me but too. I just like to see an actor act. Yeah. If they had just cast Zoe Saldana and she hadn't put on blackface and yeah. just acted, do you think people would be okay with it? Or would they still be saying she's a light-skinned, conventionally pretty uh, black woman? She's not the Nina Simone type. People still would be offended, but I think way less offended. Yeah, no, you're right. Because <laughs> because like miscasting is one thing. Miscasting and then making the person <laughs> look no blackface is and then the nose like whole other uh, thing. okay so blackface is one thing man and that's that's a deep layer of craziness. But to add a prosthetic nose to make the nose wider to make it. To make her lips look like I think I heard they. I love what you like, posted about it that she was that this movie reveals that Nina Simone was also apparently a Klingon. Yeah, she looked like a Klingon. <laughs> if she had the like stuff at the top of her forehead, she would look like a Klingon. What got me was that whenever she's out in the light, it's like modeled. They didn't yeah. even do a good job with the makeup. It's also you know? strange because she's beside so many brown skinned yeah. people that you can you're like that person doesn't look. It's like It's markedly a, different. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. This stuff's gonna keep happening, and I think that like. Somebody's gonna have to address it at some point. But I mean, how do you address it? I don't know. I guess you just address it the way we were just saying, like by not casting movies like that, by yeah. making some decisions. But you know, like the other thing I think that bodes poorly for that Nina Simone uh, movie is that I think the production team that made these decisions is largely white folks. I'm not clear on that, but I'm yeah, my that's what is, I've heard too. And I think that is another. I don't know. But that's then, the, such a then strange the, thing. the Miles Davis thing is coming out about like the studio. Yeah, I told you that. Yeah, and I read it somewhere okay, too. Okay, so so okay, I couldn't remember if I had no, the, re- yeah, the details yeah. right. But Ewan McGregor's character in Miles Ahead, the Miles Davis film, which I think we're all excited about because yeah, it's Don absolutely. Cheadle directing, right, uh, and acting and starring, right. So mm-hmm. he's doing it's his vehicle, um, and I've, I've I've loved him since I first saw him in. Uh, as mouse in devil in a blue, blue dress, dress. yeah Ooh, do yourself a favor listeners if you have not seen that movie please see devil in oh blue yeah dress. it's so good and so it's like good. it's another one that found to me is one of the the stones and the foundation of the the denzel washington myth too is that yeah. film, you know but like um so I, it's great to see him doing that but yeah apparently to get the funding they had to introduce a major white i think they wanted to cast a major white actor to make the film more marketable and so he had to create <laughs> A white character in the Miles so Davis story. It's fucking crazy. And I guess Don Cheadle's saying in order to get the movie made, I'll do it. Because, right. you know, in biopics, they make this kind of decision all the time. But that's just like you read that story and your heart just sinks. And I just read recently, too, that um, uh, uh, I mean, this is something I feel like I should have known. But Ernie Hudson, the first script that they gave him for Ghostbusters, have you read this? Yeah. No. Uh, the character I, not, of Winston Zeddemore was like a, a military expert a guy who was like ex-military and had all this training and was mm. all this was knowledgeable okay and then when they once they've cast him and brought him in he got the script and the script was he's just a guy walking off the street saying as long as you pay me i don't care what we do and he was supposed to be like a weapon it's like that's the original ghostbusters which i'm not saying is like a perfect film yeah but it doesn't feel particularly racist with the way that like yeah, he's yeah. not playing the the in 1984 the character that Ernie Hudson is playing is actually pretty progressive in that right. film. Yeah, he yeah. like, you know what I mean? He doesn't do the street talking. He's not yeah. that yeah, guy. He's just a normal person, right. which is it's cool. Right. But to find out that he was originally supposed to be like a high-ranking or trained person, a highly trained individual, <laughs> right. and by the and I don't know if he was written as black and then they cast a black guy yeah. and then they changed it or if they wrote him as 
bland oh and God. then cast a black guy <clears throat> and changed him to a more of a street <clears throat> level guy. But that dovetails with the you know Leslie Jones in the in the yeah. Ghostbusters for women that just uh, <laughs> that and just people got, were weirded out about that too. Well, people were weirded out because she's mm-hmm. not she's not a scientist. She's yeah. the only one who's not a scientist. Yeah. You know Leslie Jones, and I was worried about her being in the film anyway because I've never really seen her be that funny in my opinion. Right. But I'm not against I could definitely. See I'm that. not against her being good in a film if it's well written and well directed. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm very very mixed on that Ghostbusters trailer for Ghostbusters a lot of reasons. Ghostbusters trailer was terrible. Can we agree that it's just? I feel I, like. I don't know if I would say terrible. Yeah, I, I just think oh, it was. Yeah, I think, terrible, I think you know man. what? I think terrible. If we're talking about for a trailer that should be really getting me it excited be, for this film, yeah. it was terrible. For a for an average movie trailer, I thought that it looked. I could still see the potential in this movie, but it felt to me like they chose gags that are not going to get me into the yeah. theater. This feels like a third trailer, a third or fourth trailer. Yeah. Like the first one should have been the big one, the mm-hmm. big pop. You, you should have been like, oh, okay, holy shit, this is, this is all. This these are the new characters because I think that. People are. I'll tread lightly about this. Yeah. People are very hesitant to see a cast of women play in this movie. Well, I, that's what I hate is that you. It's hard so, to separate. <laughs> it's hard to separate why? the genuine misgivings. Well, you're you're asking you, why? That, that you I, I, I mean, about, I ask everybody that, and I'm, it's rhetorical, you, I guess, because people know, are idiots. But like, I mean, why are you like, upset about this? Yeah, know? like like people literally. I see like friends of mine posting it on Facebook and like at work, like. Like genuinely upset. Like I, I get like protecting your movie that you yeah. love. Like why are you mm-hmm. one remaking it, yeah. and then you have a problem with like I guess it being an all women cast of women who are uh, pretty fucking funny and yeah. are I, very successful at their trade, just like the men were who made this movie mm-hmm. twenty thirty years ago. I think it's like, just what? A, I think it's just a fundamental <laughs> idea that just let's think about this source material. <sighs> so dumb source material, and then to not have the source material. Handled the the way that you think it would be, but but, I, that's, but, but what though? You're talking about a, just, a, a movie saying. about guys who catch ghosts. You're not <laughs> talking about casting but, a man as Nina Simone, right? You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. but but you know but what I'm a, saying? And it's a 32 year old movie, exactly. That already had kind of a lackluster sequel f- f- in 1989, <laughs> right? So right, like, right. this is a property. Are you that, referring to? What? Ghostbusters two is lackless. I don't know. I, I don't cool. think it stands up to the first one. I don't think it stands up to the first one. I, put oh, it that way. totally. They were going for bang. For you know what? I, you know what I love about Ghostbusters two is the uh, same thing I love about a lot of sequels. I love the first fifteen minutes where you catch up and you see what all the characters are, are doing. doing now. Yeah. that was funny. That yeah. was good. But in general, I feel like it's hard to it's hard to catch lightning. That in was a, a painting, a second right? Time. Yeah, no, yeah. I, Come yeah, on. and Peter McNichol is funny. I, I think I he's actually great, good man. in that. But my point is, it's already not a sacred property yeah let's see someone bring some new life to it let's cast some funny like let's do what they did then which is yes. several saturday night live uh uh alumni and funny actors that's exactly what they were then so to uh, me the notion what? i didn't even think about it's that. like yeah it makes yeah, you, yeah. It makes I, didn't argue, I didn't even think about that snl thing so basically like basically what we're talking because, about you know what, is, I, is casting these movies differently yeah. so that a gender or a race gets a better opportunity mm-hmm. in the Hollywood. Right. And then when it happens on a very large scale with a huge summer movie like Ghostbusters, right. people fucking get pissed. Yeah. Like, yeah. so that, I mean, not to play like the asshole of the devil's advocate here, but that's why Hollywood is doing what it's doing. I, and that's why they aren't doing what we're saying they should be doing. Yeah, My right, issue right, right. is I kind of wish they would have picked some like fresh faces. Well, okay, that's a, I mean that that's but not I a get, bad I idea. Get, no, you know, my thought was I I, when they it. when I heard they were doing this, I pictured actresses that I don't I don't think of as comedians, but who are funny. Sure, like, I pictured yeah, yeah. Lizzie Kaplan, Rose Byrne, people like that yeah. that would be fun to see Agreed. in a film like this. I don't I don't disagree. And, with that. But I will say that my misgivings about Kristen Wiig. 
Because, you know what, actually, Kristen Wiig I was pretty solid on. Melissa McCarthy was the one I was worried about. And I'm not as worried, even though the trailer didn't show me anything particularly funny, the fact that Melissa McCarthy didn't seem to be doing her usual shtick yeah. made me feel better. Yeah. I, I And, you know, actually recently, I, I don't know if you saw where Leslie Jones posted, yeah. like, why can't I be just a regular a person? person? Yeah. And it's like, I feel, it's like, I think that she's right to say that. And she probably found something in that role to do. But just, again, taking a long view, it's weird that the that that they did it the way they did it that even in a movie that's progressive right. that the the one black character is is like m- m- the street smart character and not the scientist sure, but yeah. if we get past that we may find that the movie reveals different depths i don't think on paper it has to be we don't have to judge the movie on yeah. paper i want to give it a chance i'm just but, saying but you're right about the tra- first I, I didn't think anything trailer. about the trailer was very inspired oh, at all i th- i think that for what it was supposed to do which was excite the general public about yeah, something not. that they're very uncomfortable with which for some reason they are. They, <laughs> yeah. It it should have been a little more showy. And I, I just think want to say a, that the three of us are the are the three most progressive movie fans I, with man, dicks we, in look, this entire country. Yeah. We give stuff a chance, man. <laughs> yeah. I want to give I, it a chance. I, I like. I just get so. I mean, I know that oh, I'm I not alone it. on this. I just get. It's stupid. It man. just makes me so frustrated that you know and people that are like all for progress or just like whatever mm. you want to fucking say, but then you have the gall to say. Something like that about a movie called Ghostbusters. Yeah, right. You yeah. know, like, you know, I, and it also makes me like just to kind of on this whole race topic, like with Oscars and things like that. Mm-hmm. One of my biggest hot buttons of the last two years that I think will lead me to a fight, a fist fight <laughs> oh, in the next God. like six or seven months, if yeah. another person tells me that there's no way in hell that Idris Elba would ever or should ever be James Bond. Yeah. Like literally a person that I work yeah. with who will remain nameless, who is way above me on the ladder, yeah. like literally said to me, Something along the lines of, but he's white in the books. I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? What? Like, I just, I don't know, man. I just have such an issue with, like, do you know who Idris Elba is? Yeah. Do you see how fucking cool he is? He is real life James Bond. Like, he could take, just like a lot of people say James, uh, Daniel Craig took, like, the Bond franchise to a different level. Like, why would you not want to do that even more? And even broader? You know, you think it's like a white-black thing, but he's just an awesome actor. Yeah. And, And he's like... Physical, he's sexy, he's got like the British thing going. If you want to try to be, oh, let's be like true to the you know, yeah. the character, whatever. Yeah, it just makes me so mad because there's so many people, and this goes to what we were talking about before that, like, I don't, I don't personally believe that like the problem is just with the academy, it's mm-hmm. it's a part of like a systemic issue, like where people are not getting cast in roles that should be, yeah. or they're not even looking for a certain type of actor that should be considered for a role. And like, that's just like the one in my head for the last two years, as, as it's, it's even crazy, like a man. rumor. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, and it just makes me so mad because now Tom Hiddleston's in this show called The Night Manager, and like everybody's talking about him being James Bond now. Mm-hmm. And while I love him as well, yeah. and I think he would probably be a great James Bond because in the show it's it's a very James Bondish character that he plays. Yeah. It's immediately got people like, oh, like how do you comment on that? Now he's talking about James Bond, and if it's gonna happen, it's gonna be fucking Tom Hiddleston, and it's not gonna <sighs> even give that makes me sad, a man. chance. <laughs> but, well. And it's not to take any away from the people that end up with the roles, because I don't think that they're really no. And again, per se, the issue because th- what they do with it is not necessarily a bad product either, but it's maybe not the product that it could have been. Right. You know? It just yeah. surprises you. It's like things that seem like common sense, and then you hear someone say some shit like yeah. that, and you're just like, yeah. "What are you talking about?" Yeah. Like, I just want to give up when I'm talking to someone like that. I just, yeah. I mean, I know you know, you should maybe try to change 
change minds if you can, but it just seems bizarre to me that people are and still... And I hope that person doesn't listen to this podcast. Are still, yeah, probably a safe bet that they <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Nick, for giving us those questions that got us through that section of the show. Let's uh, let's actually, let's try to hit these a little quicker. Okay. okay. Uh, Lightning round! Friend of the show, I guess in the strictest sense, the, this person is a friend of the show because she's actually been on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's the, if we accept that's the definition she's of She's movie schmovie family that, that, at this point. Yeah, that's the definition. Lauren Blumenfeld. Lauren Wareheim. It's a, let's call it, she's got the middle LBW. name on Facebook. LBW. Okay. Oh, okay. So, Lauren like Wareheim. Um, Lauren. How do you guys feel about that? The middle name, on, like the main name on Facebook? Uh, ah, yeah. I agree with makes you. Me feel right, moving on. <laughs> makes, me feel makes you wonder weird. what the person's, what, like, what do they actually go by? You know? <laughs> right. But, but our oh, friend, like who's actually been on the show a couple times, so we can say friend of the show, yeah. Lauren Wareheim writes, these are three, uh, I guess these might be three quick questions. One okay. of them is, what do you all think is in the suitcase in Pulp Fiction? Go. Oh, shit. Uh, rare chandelier crystals. <laughs> I want to say it's whatever was in the mystic cave on the island in Lost. <laughs> wow. That's better. That's than, I was going to say diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds a lot better. <laughs> or nothing at all. Yeah, right. Or Ooh, nothing at all. Our souls were in Take there, that. Lauren. There it is. Um, what? When is that awesome girl Shmovian going to be back on the show? Shmovian. <laughs> Who is this Shmovian? Shmovian. Shmovians. That's our official. That's what they call our fans. Oh, like, oh okay. Shmovian. Like Deadheads follow the dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shmovians. I don't yeah. know. We we'll have to schedule that. Yeah, I'll hopefully, have to super that out. soon after. People. Her... People are busy. You know what I mean? Yeah. After a very emotional reaction to. <laughs> oh, Leo getting the award. She, I think she's recovering now. I think she's about fifty percent there. She just stopped crying. Yeah. yeah so listeners may remember that Lauren was a big Leonardo DiCaprio fan. Yes. Or is a big, the biggest Huge. Uh, DiCaprio fan, and she was all over it at the. We were we we all watched the Oscars together, so it was yeah. it was nice to be around her for that moment. But I really wasn't prepared for what she. I don't know. Would she have just sunk into a depression it, if I, he had lost? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we would Seems be like looking it. for that schmoovian at this yeah. point. Well, I was glad to be part of a positive yeah, no, DiCaprio a moment. moment for her, yes. It was kind of like the reverse of what I thought, though. Like, yeah. It sort of looked like she was kind of like sucking into a hole. Yeah. Like she was like imploding or something. Uh-huh. Where I thought initially it was going to be like this outburst of right. everybody else was all excited and cheering. And she just kind of was like uh, <laughs> getting as tight in a ball, kind of like crying <laughs> quietly. It's very emotional. Well, I feel like for her, for her, the world you know, changed you that You saw day. that, right? It was crazy yeah. emotional. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like for her, the world changed that day. Yeah, it did. I think so, too. It did. And so I wonder if, it, like... The, the, the life divided yeah. into points. Right. What's it like? What does she want most of all now? You know? Right, 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 right. Maybe we can find out. Uh, last question from her uh, is, if you had only one genre to watch forever, which genre would it be? Ooh. I'm split. My gut says horror. I know, mine too. My heart says coming-of-age dra- coming mm-hmm. movies. Indie, indie... Coming of age rom coms. Um, <laughs> that would be it. That's the sweet pocket right there. My first thought was horror, and then yeah. I thought maybe comedy is more what I would pick. And okay. then I thought, having just seen Zootopia, I really oh, like I really I like that plots so that unfold in the mystery style. So, sure. So maybe mystery. maybe if I actually, even though I haven't watched a lot of these, I bet I would have the most fun yeah. if I said like detective films. Really? Oh, that's yeah. good. You that's know, good. You, you know what? Actually, scratch what I said. You know what's starting to like overcome me? What's that? Westerns, man. Oh, Westerns are great. Yeah, we've been talking. I don't yeah. know what. I was never into Westerns. End of your resurgence, renaissance. Yeah, man. Um, and they have this like connection. I told you, my I don't know if I mentioned this. My granddad used to watch them a lot, mm-hmm. and I didn't really watch them. <coughs> like he was yeah super into them. 
wrestling and westerns. Yeah. And then um, I started. I saw Tombstone. If they had ever made a wrestler, <laughs> he would have been all show. over it. <laughs> he would watch the shit <laughs> out of it. Don't you think? Yeah, luchadors and masks <laughs> on horses yeah. <laughs> going across the country. Did we just come up with a genre? We should we it should exist. I think Let's we say. did. Man. Like a wrestler, I think we did, but yeah, westerns. I don't know what they, they, they have a little bit of any everything comedy, drama, um, a little bit of horror after watching. Oh, yeah, Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> Bone Tomahawk. Yeah. People get well, I think the westerns are great because you've got that it's like a different set of rules. You can go to a town and it's like a different world, you know. Yeah. So you can have westerns that that can have a comic tone and it can be really funny, or it can mm -hmm. have a kind of horrific tone and it can be really creepy because you are. You know, I mean, it's it's like nowadays when people make a movie and they want it to be creepy, they have to create a Western-like scenario mm -hmm. where you're isolated and you don't have phones and you don't have access to the outside world. Right. And that was just life in a Western. So so let's, uh, and well, let me see. Do I have, no, those are all the questions from Lauren. Let's hit the, the final questions I have here. These are from, now this person I would say is a friend of the show because all three of the people on the show are friends with this person. So oh, cool. Qualifies. Never been on the show, so it qualifies. But Jason Conti. Oh, cool! Asked us, um, and this is actually one that I actually want you guys. Crazy to, questions? I want you guys to talk a little bit about because oh, one of these questions is, <laughs> I should have prepared. is related. Um, one is I like this. Do you ever watch the previews? Do you ever watch the previews and they go so long that you forget what movie you actually came to see? No, no. Uh, I, can't, I can't say it's ever happened to me. I have Honestly, not forgotten, but I have definitely gotten more excited about one of the movies in the previews. <laughs> and then when I remembered what movie I was there to see, like, oh, damn I'm it. like, oh, this is what I'm here that, to see. That has happened to me before. Really? Yes. Wow. It was It was like a time, it was like 25 minutes of trailers, and I was going nuts. I, I legitimately forgot. <laughs> wow. You know what it was? It was actually Star Wars. The oh, second yeah. time, oh, tons of trailers. Because it was so, there were so many trailers. In, in... You reckon they were trying to attach a lot of things? Maybe to that they were. <laughs> Might be a good audience to show and stuff then, to. They were trying to draft on the. <laughs> they would have like a Star Wars, a kid drinking a soda. Then he'd be like, "Star Wars coming." I'm like, well, "How is that related? That's yeah, not yeah. even Star Wars themed. They just have Star Wars." Oh, it's music. because they sell soda at the concession stand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of which, also from Jason Condi, what are your favorite snacks? Oh God! I'm just um, gonna I'm just gonna come right out and say that when it comes to movie snacks, no, at the movies, yeah, I'm an icy man. Anyone who's oh, been John to a movie is, with me, I in can recent attest years, to that. This is movie. This yeah. is movie. Um, I like the blueberry ice or the blue raspberry icy the best. If anyone's wondering, I go old school. I, I think usually in the movie theater, I used to always go with snow caps or junior mints mm -hmm. and, uh, and a soda. I'm a I'm a kettle corn type of guy. Yeah, kettle corn. I love kettle corn. Is that offered at many movie theaters? Yeah, all the um, like Landmarks? Egyptian. Oh, and, oh Egyptian. Um, okay. Oh, what Cinemark? are those? Oh, Cinemark, Cinemark has. Yeah, yeah. 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 And oh, then nice. the one in Towson. And then if you get VIP, you get a free Ooh. a free bag. I don't know oh, if you guys snap. know about that. I didn't that. know that. Mm. Try that shit. Oh, my God. Insider. And then and you have two tickets. You know, you go with a significant other. Two bags. Get Damn. The, mind blown. Mind blown. Hacked. You know, you know my, old, Cinemark hacked. my old nickname uh, at one of my former jobs used to be Johnny Two Bags, and it didn't have anything to do with drugs or anything. Or your because, balls. It was because, not, or, or not my extra set of balls that hang on off. Your, on your ass. <laughs> hang off my butt cheeks. You're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> it all comes around. Could we call this episode Balls on Ass Cheeks? Uh, <laughs> butt cheek balls. No, um, the the... It's because I carried a backpack and I carried like a courier bag. Oh, okay. You had a lot had of a storage. Lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, these were the days. These were the days when uh, you still needed CDs. 
No, oh, like okay. this was bridging into the MP3 era. I got to so be in order honest. to have like uh, the CDs that I needed with me yeah, at any yeah, given yeah, yeah. moment. If you now, were why a... I needed to carry them like into work with me in case you know, I don't you never know, know when you need yeah. it. <laughs> CDs, books. I'm always I'm always behaving as though I'm about to get trapped in a, uh, uh, okay. in a mine or something you. like that. Um, okay, so here's the question that I really want you guys because you guys were talking about this when we were watching the Oscars, but I wasn't there for this. So, but Conti. <laughs> Asked, uh, has your arch enemy ever resurfaced? You know, the guy who was at a couple previews with you that a few of you wanted to throat punch. Referring to the guy that we talked about a couple of years ago on the podcast. We, you called him uh, Percy, I believe. <laughs> after the character from The Green Mile. But the guy who you had a couple altercations yeah. with at a screening and he threw your bag on the floor. But then yeah. you guys were telling me about an incident with Ronald at a recent screening. Ronald, Ronald just went next level. Ronald hulked yeah. out. He yeah. straight up hulked out. And I, I want to hear about this. So, I, wanna, I mean, I heard about it, but I want the, I want the listeners to share. My version. I got to, I got to just watch this yeah. time. My version was. So we'll do a he said he said on this. The, my version was I politely turned around and said, "Excuse me, sir, can you please quiet it down?" I apparently didn't say that. I, you know why that was? Because he blacked out. Yeah. It was a blackout. You know what's crazy? I legitimately thought that I just said, "Could you please be quiet." <laughs> That's the crazy. That worries me because, like, if you just got mad at somebody in life right. and you think you're being very kind, very meanwhile you're just like spitting at them and yes. smacking them in the face. Okay, so here's not that that happened here. Apparently, yeah. what I said was I turned around and said, "Excuse me, excuse me, can you please shut the fuck up." Yeah, to be clear, this isn't the guy from years ago. This is a new. This yes. is not Percy. Yeah, but there may okay. be a relation. We yeah. have not confirmed yeah. or denied that. Just a little backstory. This guy was talking in his outside voice inside while we we're watching the movie. He was often explaining plot points as if. This woman was two years old, mm -hmm. and I couldn't take it. Yeah. So I said, please, can you shut the fuck up? Part one. And then I said, because no one wants to hear your bitch ass. <laughs> While looking in his face. Yep, yep, yep. He, that, doesn't, that doesn't. The reason I the believe, best part was like there's like there's like 15 minutes left of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it was like at the end of the movie. It's like 20, 15, 20 minutes left. It was like literally when we're about to stand up and like walk out together. But take I, it. I would take it one second more. I wanted to see the third act. I, I wanted understandably. I wanted. What see movie this. was this? Triple, Triple, Triple Nine. Triple so nine. the third act was eaten up. Yeah. yeah I, I got mad during a mediocre movie. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. You got very protective of Triple Nine. It, it was. And I think that my energy <laughs> spread to Steve. It was like a lot what of What I loved shit. was the moment when you were telling this story and Steve and Aaron... Shot me down so quickly. We were both like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we straight up called you out because yeah. you were all like, I said, excuse me, sir. Could you please stop <laughs> said, talking? excuse me. And would you mind... Kind sir. Yeah. Would you mind, please? please? Would you like Can a I cup of tea? <laughs> I handed him a handkerchief because his hands were all greasy. <laughs> No, no. I told him to not, shut the not fuck the case, up. Not the case. The, that's crazy that I don't remember that. Mm -hmm. I legitimately didn't remember that. I remember the second part. Yeah, so you know if you ever tell us a story now and you're like, so then I said, excuse me, madam. And we're going to be like, that's not what nope. you said. Nope. You pushed her and said, fuck you. And then poured soda on her face. That's the real version. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> it happens, man. We've yeah. all been there. Yeah, right? yeah. I wish I would have heard it more. Like I, I kind of started to hear the guy, mm -hmm. maybe like five, ten minutes before Ronald said something, mm -hmm. and and then when I did, I was like, I couldn't tell who it was because there was like two couples right behind him and Aaron. I couldn't yeah. tell, but then Ronald just zoned right and in. You know, how, like you you tell somebody something about your personality, and then they see. It. So I told Aaron like. I have a side of me that can be very confrontational. This is your your girlfriend, my girlfriend Aaron. Aaron. Yes, and she had only heard about this, and then she saw the part of me that was like, I do. I when I get angry, I do this thing where like I put the anger out, and then I challenge them. 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, if they if they want to, you know, move their hands in the direction of my face, I'm ready for that. Mm-hmm. I was so ready. <laughs> I couldn't take it. I it, had it, to, was, I was, it was it was a very different side. Yeah, I, I, and you know, I don't like to get you no, know. No, no, yeah, you're. You very guys have been around me long enough to know that you know. Yeah. I don't. No, that, that surprises me. I mean, but, again, I, I can only imagine that if I was there, I would be thinking like, maybe I've seen a fraction of that a, a, once or twice in all yeah, the time I've known you, but yeah. I've never seen you like go off on somebody <laughs> like that because nobody wants to hear your bitch ass. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was that was icing on the cake. That was the best part. <laughs> It was like super quiet. He was so quiet. It was weird. Well, that's always how the gamble. Quiet that's always the gamble when you're going to shush someone at a movie or tell them to shut their bitch ass up. Um, no, no one wants yeah. to hear your. Yeah, bitch right, ass. right, right. Yeah, not quite a shush. A little bit stronger than a shush. But is that you? You have to weigh. Okay, what is my enjoyment of the film going to be like if I have to listen to this person's bitch ass for the rest of the film? Versus how am I going to feel if I if I have to sit there in the tension I've made by saying something to somebody? And I will say right now. Ronald was so wired. I was from that point. Fucking... Like he was like moving. He's very calm normally. Just sit still through the whole movie. Like barely moves unless he's like getting a drink or something. After he said something, mm-hmm. like I actually remember, like Liam's like, "Are you are you all right?" Mm-hmm. Like he was like he was like jittery. His hands were like yeah. bouncing on his leg. It's like damn, he's just ready to fight. Yeah, it was real. That was, yeah, it was real. real. I, it was good. I, I appreciate. I, I seriously, I appreciate you checking up on me because yeah, I, of course, I was. I wanted I was to for you. I, I wanted to punch him so bad, man. We've all been there, man. <laughs> I was uh, the the other day at Zootopia. There was a woman. I've heard this movie is big with furries. Yeah, and and I don't it know. Th- I don't know that this woman was a furry. Okay. If anyone's listening and they don't know what a furry is, just look it just up. Just Google it. But it's people dressed up as animals that, or don't Google it. But I mean, they're wanting to do things that maybe you might think grown-ups do. Right. <laughs> but they're dressed up as animals. <laughs> um. Um. So it's obvious that a movie that has like animal characters yeah. that you might think are kind of I don't know you'd be like if you were that way you might go like oh yeah. look at the look at the hips on that rabbit or something I don't know what I don't know what, what's in it for a furry but I heard this movie was big with furries and I was at, I was going to see it the other day and there was a woman a few rows back who was just so delighted with it that I had I kept thinking <laughs> is she a furry because like every joke was like I mean it's got some funny moments but it doesn't really have any I don't think any real hilarious like laugh out loud moments sure sure um, and this woman was going like, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> throughout the movie. And you I actually just saw like, her do that? I didn't see her, but that's what I pictured, <laughs> I'm gonna, covering I'm gonna, her I'm hand. I'm going to just yeah. pretend you Covering her mouth amazing. with her hand. But it's like, um, yeah, so I, I wanted at some point to say, you know, excuse me, ma'am, uh, you seem to be getting aroused by this film. <laughs> <laughs> And there, oh, there are children present, you know, but I there was it, it, there's something really cool about although this is like, you know, the I hate to say Pixar style of animation, something very classic about the style of character that they had, like something super What's well, a really old, good looking film? Old school Disney about the way that they looked. And I love that. It I reminds me of like yet, but... Robin Hood or something like exactly, that, where they've yeah, just yeah. taken everything and they're casting all the parts with animals. Like when I was kind a kid, sharp I loved edges, that. like something, yeah. something really cool about the. No, the look it is. Of... It's really cartoony and it looks really Disney, but it's also got that fully rounded. I mean, it's obviously it's a CGI rather than yeah. hand drawn cell animation, but it really retains a lot of that feel of an old Disney film, and it actually has some. I don't know if it, it never quite feels DreamWorksy, but it does have some elements. Like it, it threatens right. to be a little bit. You know, in that realm of like, 
with the pop cultural references yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it's like I don't know. I thought I thought Zootopia. I know it was one of your anticipated. Films oh yeah, it was one of my picks. I haven't. Gotten I think a I think to see you'll it, enjoy it. it. It's a it's a film that actually I mentioned before in context of like a detective yarn, but it's got a plot to it. And I think a lot of times these kids' films don't have a plot. Mm. Okay. This, I do think there's. It's interesting talking about race though. Zootopia has. It's it has something that kind of passes for like a racial metaphor between the predators and the prey, really? but it's weird to make an animal metaphor for people because that's kind of part of the problem with racism. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Disney's kind of proven that they can do some stuff outside of the Pixar realm, even though it looks exactly like. Uh, well, they have like that synergy now. Well, there's yeah. not much difference now. <clears throat> yeah, like yeah. They, they have different production in like right. d- distribution houses and things like that. But I mean, they all kind of like have that. Oversight, like Lassiter, is like kind of right. just mm-hmm. sees everything, and which is I think awesome because you it still is. get to see like different types of animation sometimes and different kinds of stories that maybe Pixar wouldn't be able to do. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it. A I lot. really enjoyed yeah. it too. And it's like both good and bad. I'm not that it had really bad elements, but if it is a little overstuffed, it feels like. It's. It feels like the production of a long development process. I don't yeah. know how long it was in development, but do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, it yeah. feels like there's the plot, there's the little character beats that you're supposed to care about. These characters having an arc. There's the kind of messaging. There, there's a lot going on in it, and it reminds me of like you know how we were saying like the good dinosaur feels like a lot of development in search of an idea that was just never there. Right. This feels like a movie that's just bursting with ideas. That it actually does a pretty good job of sketching in. It reminds me <clears> of like something like Wreck It Ralph or something where. You've got a world and a universe with rules that that they sketch in pretty quickly and pretty easily, and yeah. the rest of the movie it, it it plays pretty well between you know that whole idea of the animals and their evolution to this point where they're not behaving like animals. It felt I don't know if you like felt this way after seeing it, but it really felt like this might be what could become like one of Disney's like a real franchise for Disney mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. partially of what you just said, like, you know, certain films like kind of have that world built or the characters are introduced or there's enough interest that even when you mentioned like the detective angle, like there's more cases to be solved, mm-hmm. you know, like the real angle that would keep a story fresh and also mm. let you tap into why you love the original one. Cause a lot of like the sequels of a lot of the, not just Disney, but Pixar movies besides, I guess, Toy Story have not really been successful. You know, no, like they really no. haven't built a franchise. Yeah, really, they haven't built a real franchise yeah. yet, except for Toy Story, I guess. Yeah, you're right. And I don't know, something about this movie, like, while it's not one of my favorites, you know, I, I, I just, something felt to me like there's enough <clears throat> substance and world and issue going on in Zootopia yeah. that I could see if it was like a live action movie, you know, it would, it would have many sequels. No, it had a good story and good characters, and definitely where it leaves you is. If you were to say we're going to pick up a another chapter with the new status quo, it's a it's I like where it leaves you. Yeah, exactly, in that sense. exactly. But if you never see another one, it also kind of completes it. That's not a problem either. I just I just feel like it, the movie yeah. did a really great opening, and I'm sure word of mouth is great mm-hmm. on it. It's going to be a huge hit, and they're always trying to find that like that. The Jennifer franchise. Goodwin is is really oh, solid. She's great. Jason Bateman is great. So good. Um, and Jenny Slate was terrific too. Oh my Jenny god, Slate. I love her. Yeah, I, I didn't even know she voice. was in it until I saw it, but she's really great. Yeah, she's good. She's she great. plays the and Idris Elba too. It was very using his regular accent. It was really good. Who? I'm sorry. Idris Elba. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That sold me on top of everybody. I didn't know that Jenny Slate was in it. No, I didn't know until I saw Big it. I don't mean to spoil it. There's a huge voice cast. Yeah. Um, who who plays the mayor? Um, is it J.K. Simmons? J.K. Simmons, who was also the villain in 
Kung Fu Panda 3. Right. He seems to be getting around as a voice actor. I need to watch that. And he just got cast as... As... Uh, Gordon. Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. In the next... Justice League or yeah, whatever. Yeah, Justice League film, whatever. The yeah. film after... Busy. Dude is busy. But, but that only that only reason that kind of bums me out is because there was talk of him maybe coming back to play J. Jonah Jameson yeah. in Spider Man. But an actor of his stature, Ice Cube. Might I bet be. the studios would play nicely with them. Do you know what I mean? If he wanted to be, I wonder yeah, how that would work though, if you yeah. were in the Marvel and in the DC films. Would they let anybody? I'd bet you they wouldn't. Yeah, I would. I would. I would be almost sure that they would not. Because he was just like a week or so ago in an interview saying... There was he, a petition to get that him. He, that yeah. he, the, the door is always open as far as he's concerned, but maybe yeah. not as far as DC is concerned. <laughs> yeah. So we've actually talked... Those questions yeah. got us through an entire episode. Yeah. Yeah. Does anyone want to give any quick shots about a movie yeah. they saw? Just a quick one? Yeah. Nothing? Yeah. Not really, honestly. No, I think the big one I wanted to make sure we mentioned was Zootopia. Yeah. Um, as probably one of the most recent ones that have come out. We have seen The Witch, Ronald and I. Steve hasn't yeah. seen it yet. Yeah. We are going to talk about horror and the current state of horror in a future episode, but not too far off. So in a yeah. few, you know, a month or so, maybe we'll do it. Yeah, we'll definitely come back that. to that. Um, this feels like a good serving of movie movie pie. It does. Yeah. I do want to give a, nice a little bit of a shout cut. out to a film that I saw, though, that a, a listener of the show actually uh, made. You know, probably Mike Finazzo. Yeah. Whose film Wits End? Have yes. You, have you seen it? Uh, weird. He gave me like an advanced copy a couple months ago and I watched it. I, What'd I, you think of it? Man, I think it's really good. I and did I too. Think that it, it, I thought it was a comedy. Do you know so about this film? Nope. I came into it thinking it was going to be a comedy. I thought then, it was going to be a straight up kind of like over the shoulder of a comedian yes, type comedy. But then once I started watching it, I'm like, oh, this is like a slice of life uh, sort of You know what I said? I, I told Mike that yeah. it reminded me of, and I think comparisons are bunk sort of like but mm -hmm. you know sometimes a movie makes you think of another movie mm -hmm. i said it was like a more optimistic inside lewin davis yeah because it's all about a person who's doing their craft but it's less about the craft lewin yeah. davis is very much about how good is lewin davis really right whereas this movie uh i don't think in wit's end we felt that jason barnes right the character who's played yeah, by jason Weems, we don't really have much time to think about like he seems to be a a good comic but not like, like the point of the movie is not that he's a bad comic or a good comic. It's that he's a working comic. You yeah. know what I mean? So, but I felt very real, like just the scenes that he was in, yeah. just from what I've seen of local comedy and what I know about, you know, being in a band and, and yeah. like, it's not very glamorous. It's not glamorous. Yeah. There's not much real glory in it, but the way that I thought that the camera found interesting, interesting little slices of this late night world to kind of focus on. And yeah. I thought it did a good job of sketching in a situation that you must know by heart, but doing stand up for a couple of years and that I know a little bit, and Steve might know a little bit from performing and stuff, but the I thought an average audience-goer watching this would get a little... like it, it did a good job of sketching in for that person the details of what it's really like yeah. to go to a place and be on a list, and you're going to do five minutes, and then you're going to another place, and it's, the types of shows he plays, yeah. and the types of stuff he's, he's dealing with in his life... Um, <clears throat> I just really thought it did a good job of revealing those those emotional beats. I, uh, I, I was I was I was surprised. Maybe it sounds like you were surprised by the same thing. I was surprised when the movie got its hook in me, and I realized, oh, there's something to this character. There's a there's a story that we're not getting. Yeah. Until it reveals itself, and it, for a movie to honestly have like emotional reveals where you feel like a little bit of a a feeling in your stomach, that's that's something that it's you can't just create that unless you're doing something right. Yeah, you I know? think I I think it's a amazing achievement considering this is like his first film right i think so um first film jason was really good I do you think, know jason weems from the local scene at all yeah man like 
the strange part is I'm I'm on shows with them on occasion. I've never had a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. I'll, I always talk to Mike Finazzo because we're around each other more. I think that Jason Weems is like one of the best comics in the area. Well, his, same with same with his Mike aside, there were so I wish I could remember a few of them, but throughout the film, there are these little moments where someone's talking, yeah, and he's just making little asides. Were really well delivered. Like, yeah, didn't he's feel, so funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so this could so easily have not worked. Yeah, it could have felt like, well, this is the comedians aren't funny, and it's not that well made. But it's like, no, it's well shot. The yeah. comedians feel real. The, the even that the girl Annie that approaches him, the bachelorette that approaches him, and like she she has a real humanity to her. She's not a caricature, which she could be. I feel like the movie avoids easy problems or right. easy mistakes at every turn. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I I think they're, I think it's a great movie. I think that. Jason and Mike are very talented people. I wish that I could talk to Jason more. He's mm-hmm. he's like a a working comic, so yeah. he's. I don't ever see him in Baltimore. He did come. Yeah, it's weird. Like, so I told a joke, and he he came on after me and mentioned my joke, and kind of added to it. And mm-hmm. I was like, at least he he's heard me before. So I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's enough. That's enough for me. But I've never had a conversation with them. I think you, um, I think they're really talented guys. So yeah, Wits End is the Wits film. End. Wits Please End, check it out. WitsEndFilm.com is the website. Yeah. I think they post. They've got a couple of screenings coming up in the area, um, and I know he's trying to get it into festivals, and that can be a long journey for a film. I want to rewatch it. I, yeah. I enjoyed it the first time I saw it. Um, he and I really didn't get to talk about it as much as I would have liked. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I hope he's listening. I, I really enjoyed it, Mike. So yeah. um, keep up the good work and put me it in the really film. You it really fucker. helps that he's a listener and that we liked the film. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that makes everything I so did, much easier. I, I, was, I did not want to slander this movie. I fucking, I, I was hoping when he showed it to me, I was like, oh, God, I hope I love this movie. Yeah. And I did. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. <laughs> And, I, and, and, you know, I would have said if I didn't yeah. like it. Well, no, of course you would give someone constructive feedback, but you want to be honest. But at the same time, it, it's always very nice when yeah. someone shows me something they made and I can actually say, yeah. this has got some, it can stand on its own legs. You yeah, know? I know like 90% of the people in it too. And I didn't know that any of these people were in it. So when he showed it to me, I was like, what is this thing that I'm watching? It's funny. Mm-hmm. It's cool. So, yeah. Keep up the good work, Mike. Yeah, Mike, keep it up, buddy. <laughs> I'll watch your movie soon. Yeah. Uh, anything else? No, I think that's going to wrap it, up 156. Except to get people excited for our next episode. Ooh, oh, yeah. Oh, man, they aren't ready. That. I don't know, John. You ain't ready, bitches. You ain't ready. <laughs> it's the fourth annual Schmovie Awards. Can oh, you believe it? We've come to excited. this point in time. It's one number higher. One more movie award, <laughs> right. the fourth annual. <laughs> the the awards show that we did twice, so that we could say that it was the annual. Got yeah. it. And now Got we it. can move beyond that. We're actually into right. the fourth. Like we're, we'll be having a fifth next year. It'll be the fifth. Then Get we'll be. I mean, then that was that. comes after five. No, no, yeah. I've got a, I've got a hunch that it's the sixth, yeah. Steve, and I'm so excited. Yeah, that's like when people say your kids growing up. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, you, yeah, you no. rather that happen than them to be all according to plan. <laughs> Just a, a miniature person for the rest of their lives. So. Oh, man. Okay, so you can hit us up at movieshmovie.com. Like us on Facebook for updates. And like we've been posting these uh, statuses of the days that we record to kind of get your listener questions. Something that we're going to continue to do because we like answering questions. As you and can see, fun. we can get an entire episode yeah. out yeah, of yeah, it. We can, we, can, we can milk this for a lot, trust yeah. me. Um, and subscribe or listen to us on iTunes. And if you do either of those things, please rate it or star it or favorite it. Do something. 
to uh, help us kind of get our podcast a little more exposure. Mm. The more you do, the more it helps us right. um, on iTunes specifically. You like it? Tell someone about yeah, it. Don't, I understand that your hipster heart wants to keep it within your soul and not mm-hmm. tell anybody. Spread the word. This is a situation where everybody wants to hear your bitch ass. Yeah. yeah. Is yeah. that right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Don't hold back this <laughs> Reverse. Time. Reverse. Reverse what Ronald Russ said. Open up your bitch ass and let the <laughs> yeah. review out. Let it flow. Let the Just ratings let... fly. Please. All right, that's it. As always. <laughs> You made us gay. <laughs> there you go. A little like delay. Uh... <laughs>